Amen. You may be seated. It is good to see you here. Glad to have you inside of God's house worshiping. Isn't God good? He is faithful. He is a good, good God. Over in Malachi, he tells us, he tells us that he does not change. He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, evermore. You know, as we're reading through God's Word together, and let me invite you on to come on Wednesday night. Come join us right here on Wednesday night as we are, are, are studying God's Word together. We're discussing it together. It's all about together. God is, God is doing a really, really neat work inside of this body of believers, and we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're a part of, of what God's doing. We're reading through Scripture, and let me invite you to come. Um. Look out over the room, good, good looking group this morning, and, and I just want to ask you a question, and I'll just leave it there. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? If you died right now, you know where you would spend eternity. I can't answer that for you, but you can. And the answer, let me ask you in your spirit and in your mind, answer the question, why are you a Christian? Why are you a Christian? And your answer matters. Your answer, eternity rests on your answer. Scripture doesn't teach works. Scripture doesn't teach baptism. It's not by church membership. It's not by attendance. It's in Christ alone. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I ask the question, are you a Christian? And then I say, well, why are you a Christian? If your why is anything other than Jesus, then I beg of you this morning. I plead with you this morning. Consider Christ. Look at, look at Scripture. Come see me. Call me during the week. Call me this afternoon. Pull me aside this morning and say, look, I don't get it. My answer is not my answer is, I believe I'm a Christian, I believe, I hope I'm a Christian. And when you say, why? Well, well I know I'm good, and I know I've done a few things, and, I, and I'm not perfect, and I, I, I've done this, and I've done this, but, but I, I just don't see Jesus in all of that. Then please, let's talk. If you don't talk to me, I mean, there's many around this room that would love to talk to you. Love to just simply sit down with you and walk through Scripture, it is that important. It's that important. Because it is appointed unto man once to die, and then there's a judgment. I'm not saying that. I'm not making that up. That is Scripture. That is just a verse I'm quoting. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then there's a judgment. And at that judgment, it only matters. The only thing that matters is what did you do with Jesus? Before we begin this morning, let us pray. Father God, I look out over this room and I pray, Lord, that there's not one that's lost. That there's not even one that's when asked a question. That, uh, Lord, they all, you know, 100% can say, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. And, and why is that? Because I put my trust and my faith in Christ and He is my all, He is my hope. He is everything that I have. It is not me. It is not my goodness. It's not my works. It has nothing to do with me. My hope is in Christ alone, period. But God, I pray, if there is one or two or more, God, in this room or even watching out there right now, Lord, I pray that they would find somebody, that they would come talk, that they would dig inside of the Scriptures, that your Holy Spirit 
would convict them, Lord, and show them their desperate, desperate need of you. Lord, what profits a man if he gains this whole world and loses his soul? God, we see the story there of the rich man and Lazarus. One dies and goes to hell and one dies and goes to heaven. And we see those, uh, we see there that the gulf is fixed. There's no crossing back and forth once it's over. Lord, but in this room and listening and watching, there's people who still have a choice. They still have a chance. Holy Spirit of God, convict, draw sinners to yourself, show them, let them see Christ, and save them before eternity gets them. Please, I beg you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you've got your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me over to the book of uh, Exodus. We're, we're, we're reading and and I won't always, but I'm telling you, as, as you get deep into it and as you're doing it together, it's just kind of hard to, to skip it. It's kind of hard to, to let a Sunday go by or a Wednesday go by and not discuss what we're reading. Um, we're now to the point to where the, the children of Israel, all the plagues have happened. Moses, was, remember last week, the burning bush. Anybody, anybody find your burning bush this week? Anybody? Anybody, maybe the Holy Spirit lets you see and, and, and pull the scales back a little bit and you were able to take those blinders off and you saw God screaming at you. A bush coming in all shapes and forms and sizes, comes in different ways, but God is still waiting on us to respond, waiting on us to listen, waiting on us to just hear His voice every um. It's kind of interesting, uh, every Sunday morning, a couple of guys are in the office there with me at 8 o'clock, and we pray before worship every Sunday. And the last couple of weeks, it's amazing how, how Brother David started off the prayer last week, and he started off again this week, and they don't know what I'm preaching. He started off last week talking about the distractions. We got a lot of distractions, and we can't see, and talked about this morning that maybe maybe we were able to tear off some of those distractions and put a put aside some of those distractions so that we could hear clearly what God is saying to us. Guys, that is my hope for you. Is that as you're reading God's Word, as you're sitting and listening, whether it's through the words that are sung in a song, all my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. God is good. I, I pray that you're hearing that through, through the storms, through through economic woes, through political strife and different things, through, through rumors of wars, through all of this stuff that's going on in our, in our world, all of these noises we're hearing. To be able to hear that voice from the Lord as you, as you read, in your quiet time, as you read, in, your, in just those times to where God, you and Him, and and you're listening to him through the word. Or, or maybe it's in the, in the congregation, in the room, in the body of believers. But you know, I was sitting there and everybody was, was worshiping. And I just, I just sat and listened. I just, I just sat and listened to the Lord as he spoke and as he ministered to. As he, as he brought healing to my spirit and to my soul. That's what God wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Uh, Moses has gone to... Uh, Pharaoh, and he says, let my people go, and all the ten plagues, and all the things have happened, and here comes Moses, they're, 
the, the children of Israel has led out and start over in Exodus chapter 13. That's where we're going we're gonna to start, kind of in 13, and we're going to bounce over into 14, kind of catch up and see what's going on. Verse 17, Exodus 17, Exodus 13, verse 17. Now when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near, for God said the people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Hence, God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea, and the sons of Israel went up in martial array from the land of Egypt. And, and, and so here they go. They're moving. In verse chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp before Pahaharos. Ain't nobody in here can do any better. And you know it. Between Migdal and the sea, you shall camp in front of Baal-Zephon, opposite it, by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the sons of Israel, they are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Thus I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all of his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Now notice this once again. God is telling Moses exactly what is going to happen. He's telling him exactly how it's going to all play out. Period. To the point. Verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people. Is that a surprise? No. God said he was going to do that. And they said... What is, what is this that we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made his chariots ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 select chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with his officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he chased after the sons of Israel as the sons of Israel were going out boldly. Then the Egyptians chased after them with all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and they overtook them camping by the sea beside P in front of Belzephon. As Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord, then they said to Moses, Is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out into Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in this wilderness. Here's the picture. Here's where we are. Children of Israel, um, I don't know, estimates say some two and a half million, one and a half, two and a half million. It's a lot of people, all right, have come out. And you're talking 430 years that they've been in bondage. And they've been multiplying quickly. And, and they're, they're, they're moving out. And they get a little ways out. And God doesn't take them the, the easy journey. God, God takes them around a little different way. And they're, they're camping here, and, and Pharaoh does exactly what God said he's going to do. He hardens his heart, and he sends all of his chariots and all of his soldiers, and everything is coming, and, and it is happening. 
The pressure is coming. The people are hearing the hooves. They are hearing the chariot wheels. They are hearing all of this stuff is going on behind them. All right? And they're camping. They're just sitting here. And they start hearing it and they start complaining and they start, oh my God, we should have died in Egypt. It's horrible. Woe is me. After, notice this, side note, after they had seen God do all those miracles and all those things after God had done everything He had done up until this point, the children of Israel, kind of like us, are sitting here complaining, we're going to die. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Bless my heart. Poor me. Uh, there's no way. It, 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 it's not going to work out. It'll never work. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's not good. But God's done said, do it. God has done said, go. God has done said, I want you to. God has done said, I will be with you. Everything is happening exactly the way God said it. And there is a, a neat little verse here. When you read a little further. Look at verse 13. But Moses said to the people, but Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For, for the Egyptians whom you have seen today will never be seen again. So here, here Moses is. It's kind of interesting the way the writing is. And, and you've got to realize, who wrote the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. This is what... Forever and ever and ever, they had this. Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Moses wrote these five first five books of the Bible. Okay, God gave him these words. He's actually, in much of it, he is recounting the events that he did. And it's very interesting what we're about to read. Here, the, here is the picture. You've got to get to the picture. You've got to, to really feel what's going on. You've got these millions of people that are camped up against the Red Sea. Okay? It's kind of like, have you ever been in a rock in a hard place? That's kind of where they're at. They're up against a rock and a hard place is coming. Here comes the, the chariot wheels. They can't go no further. The chariot wheels, the horse hooves, they hear the, they don't make a noise here, but they hear the they hear that. That's what they hear. They hear that. And they start whining and they start complaining. And they's like, what do we do? And Moses starts talking to them. Moses starts talking to them. In verse 14, he says, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Verse 15. This past Wednesday night, we filled the board up with excuses. Moses, before he went, remember his burning bush experience, he started making excuse after excuse after excuse. I can't talk. Send somebody else. They won't believe me. Who will I say send me? Just send somebody else. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And we wrote down all the excuses. We, we, we had a whole we had a whole board of, of excuses. I'm tired, I'm busy, i got other things to do. 
Send somebody else. I can't talk. I'm, I mean, we just used our, our excuses today. I'm, I'm busy. I'm cooking lunch. I, I got too much to do. I got, I got too much going on. But there was one excuse that, that we stopped and we commented on that has sat with me all week long. I'm, I'm praying about it. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that church is an excuse. I'm praying about it. I'm, horses are coming. <laughs> They're coming to destroy us. And we're just sitting here praying about it. What do we do? I, I, I asked last week, hey, Skirler, did you see your burning bush? What have you done about it? What are you doing about that small, still voice that you hear the Spirit of God speaking to you? What, what are you doing about it? You know God has told him, this is exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to your hearts. It's all going to work out. I mean, what, what are we doing? What are we doing with what we know God has already told us and commanded us in His Word? What are we doing with the truth of God's Word. I mean, it sounds super spiritual to say that, hey, I, I'm praying about it. I'm still praying about it. Hey, I need, you to, I need you to teach a class. Hey, I'm still praying about it. Well, hey, it started and I got 16 kids in there and there's no teacher and everybody else is doing it and you're the warm body that physically can do it. You're, you know enough, you can do it. What are you going to do? Well, well, I'm still praying about it. What are you doing about what God has told you to do? What are you doing with it? Because inside of church, we can look really spiritual. We can look like, hey, I'm, I'm just, I just don't want to get ahead of God. I, I don't want to move before Him. I don't want to get in front of the crowd. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people inside of, in this room right here that the, the cloud's moving and we ain't moving with it. Look at what he says in verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to move forward. Why, why are we having this discussion? Why are we talking about this? Go. Why are we, why are we still talking about it? Move. I need, I need you to be moving along. I need you to go and do exactly what I've told you to do. Your spirit has convinced you. You've, you've, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Go do it. Get to going. Move. Why are we sitting here having this conversation? You gotta, you gotta, the next verse is interesting. Look at the next verse. As for you, lift up your hands, stretch out your staff. Over the sea, divided, and the sons of Israel will go through the midst of the sea on dry land. I mean, I know what I'm doing. But, but think about this. It's, it's almost like the writer, of, the writer of this, who was Moses, if you, you can almost take 15 out, and you don't really need 15. Imagine 15 isn't there. He's... It's like Moses remembered back. It was so real in Moses' heart. It's like, look, I, I can remember what God said. He's saying, dummy, dummy, go, do it. You know what you're supposed to do. 
You know what I've told you to do. You know what I'm commanding you to do. Go do it. I could have put the Nike, just do it up there. I could have put go up there. I could have put, I could have put anything. Just move. Move forward. Quit, quit thinking about it. Quit praying about it. Quit, quit talking about it. Quit talking it to death. Quit analyzing it to death. Just do what God is telling you to do. There's a lot of you in here this morning. What if you did that? What if you did exactly what God was telling you to do? Imagine. We know the rest of the story. The sea, the sea parts, they walk across on dry land. The, the Egyptians are utterly destroyed, absolutely and utterly destroyed. Every single one of them, they see Egyptian bodies floating up on the, floating up on the side, floating up on the shore. They see Egyptian bodies dead. God is the same then as He is today. God is the same God that we're reading about in the Old Testament as He is today. God is faithful. He doesn't change. He doesn't stop being God. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we'll reap if we don't stop. Lord, what do you want me to do? And all this stuff, is all these opportunities, all these needs, all of these situations. Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? Need after need, people after people, situation after situation, opportunity after opportunity. Lord God, what do you want me to do? Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a clear sign. We've all heard the story. We've all heard those stories of the drowning man who, who a helicopter came in a hot air balloon. And you can sit up here and you can make the story sound ever how you want to. And a ship came by and a hot air balloon came by and an airplane came by and a helicopter came by and said, get on, get on, get on, get on. And the guy just dies. And he, he was waiting on the right one. Listen, what are you waiting on? You're waiting on the preacher to tell you what to do? That ain't how it works. You're waiting on you're waiting on Casey, come stand with me. Look at the congregation. Look at them. Now say I need all of you to stand up. Now, sit them back down. All right. Great job. Good job. All right, you're done. That's not how your spiritual life works. Okay? It don't always work that, hey, we can, preacher, can, preacher can tell the music minister to come up and stand you up and to sit you down. And the preacher can dismiss him. That's not, that's not how real life works. That's not how real spiritual journey works. This real spiritual journey is, is you're listening to Him. You're listening to the Spirit of God. It's like, look, just why are you talking to me? Tell the people to move forward. Tell the people to go forward. Tell the people to just, look, look.
do. Tell them to just go. You know what to do, just go do it. You know what God desires for you in your life. Just simply go do that. You, you, know the things, you know the things that do not line up with His Spirit and His Word and His perfect will for your life. Don't do those things. And for some, it's like doing is, is removing. Some of us, doing is, is, is changing. Some of us, is doing and moving forward is moving away from and getting out of and, and leaving that, that negative, that that. That pessimistic, that group, that, that tendency, that weakness, that doubt, that fear, that whatever that is. Because it's common sense. The horses are coming. The Egyptians are coming. The ones that are wanting to murder them were coming. And the sea was up against them. And here Moses is. And God said, just tell the people to move forward. You know, I thought about, I thought about this yesterday, knowing where we were going and knowing this, this verse. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. I thought about, you know, if God knows everything... Uh, if, if God knows yesterday as clear as He knows today and is infinitely perfect as He knows the future. And God knows your beginning, He knows your now, and He knows your end. You know, there's not a parent in this room that don't want the absolute best for their kids. You know, you want the best for your kids. You want your kids to, to just get it all and to have it all and to experience it all and to be the absolute best that they can possibly be. And I use the example of, of, of baseball. He just drags the old bat up there and he gets in the, gets in the batter's box. And he don't even put the, pick the bat up, or if he does, he just holds it on his shoulder and watches three perfect pitches come by. And he, he don't even swing the bat. You know, that's kind of what God saw right there. He's like, look, I've done all this for you. I've provided all this for you. I've got you to the point. All you got, all you got to do is just, just keep moving. It's almost like you, you see God there saying, Guys, don't stop. Just, just, just move. Go forward. I can imagine you say, Well, Brother Shannon, how do you apply this to today? God knows everything, every single one of you completely, intimately, he knows your end day. He knows your end day. He knows, he knows when this, he knows when you get through the maps and you turn and there's nothing left. He, he knows that. And he, as Abba Father God, is sitting here saying, Look, don't waste it. 
Get to moving, get to going, get to serving, get to doing, get to, get to being who I saved you and made you, get to applying all that I've given to you. Don't, don't sit there and waste your lives. Don't sit there and use excuse after excuse after excuse of, of why and all this stuff. Just, okay, Lord, I am going to go and be who you want me to be. Because God sees the end of it. And we don't. And God's saying go. We can come up with every excuse. We can say, hey, I'm still praying about it. Or, you know what, I can't speak. Or, I, I don't know. I, I ain't smart enough. I don't have enough. I, I use somebody else. We can come up with every excuse in the book. Don't waste your life. Don't waste who God saved you to be. Don't stop moving. Go forward. Why? God looks at Moses, why are you talking to me? Tell, tell the people to move. Lord, what do you want us to do as a church? Where do you want us to be as a church in 22 and 23 and 4 and beyond? Look, don't, don't sit here. Y'all just keep moving and follow me and I'll take you to where I want you to be. But I just need you to obediently wake up every single day and show up, Lord, here I am. Show up, here I am, Lord. Show up, here I am, Lord. I am moving forward. You know you. You know your walk with the Lord. You know your relationship with the Lord. I don't stand before you and judge any one of you. But the Holy Spirit of God deals with us all individually. And you know you and I know me. How many of us Get to a point. Get up next to the river. Get up next to a spot. And just quit moving. If you ain't dead, then he ain't done. If you ain't dead, he ain't done. And you're here. Whether you belong here and always been here whether you're visiting here you're just checking out here if you ain't dead he ain't done keep moving don't make excuses don't 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 sit there and waste your life keep moving go forward Father God, I pray for this room. Lord, I pray for this room. Each person that's here, Lord. I can't help but to think. Lord, around a room like this, you're speaking. You're speaking, Lord. You're showing up and you're, you're revealing yourself. God, they're hungering and they're thirsting and they're seeking you and they're 
studying their word and they're praying and they're God, they're desiring to walk in obedience to you. Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do? Give us boldness, Lord. God, because in real life, put ourselves where the children of Israel was. Yes, it was scary, the thought of death from the Egyptians, but it was also scary, the thought of drowning, moving forward. Lord, we, go, we, we are going to come up with endless excuses of why not. But God, if you're telling us to, then there is no good excuse. Forgive us, Lord, for wasting time. Forgive us, God, for missing opportunities. Forgive us, Lord, for sending someone else. Forgive us, Lord. Help us. Help us. Give us great faith. Give us great strength. Give us great boldness. Give us clarity. Give us insight. Give us wisdom. Give us, Lord, more of you. Give us more of you, Lord. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.